Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. And we're back, even though we missed last week, because we're terrible humans. The worst of humans. Yeah. So, this is a special bonus. The listeners episode. <laughs> the listeners <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I don't know where you were going with that. Uh, I know. Um, real. So I know. So <laughs> a few weeks ago, we asked you guys to tell us your stories, and we got lots of stories. So we picked some to share. Um, if we didn't share yours, we'll feature it in the next one because there were so many that we can't fit them all in one. So if we didn't pick yours, we'll pick it in the next one, and you guys can keep sending them too. Okay. 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 So, what's what? Should we just jump right in because it's just a bonus and we missed last week. We're off our game. Yeah. 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 Sure. Everyone. Sure. All right. So, who wants to read first? Maggie. All right. Maggie's gonna read the first listener story. Why do I get volunteers? Oh, we voted and you lost. Voluntold. (laughs) (laughs) We voted and you lost. Okay. So, this is our first story. Tell us who it's from. <coughs> this is from Jen. I have no clue who Jen is, but it's she, from Jen. She submitted her story through the email. Well, I don't run anything. So okay. I run everything. <laughs> so, anyway, this is from Jen. It says, hi there. So, to start off, all of the women on my mom's side are considered, quote-unquote, sensitive. My mom, us- my mom unusually so. Ever since she was little, she had instances of seeing and interacting with spirits. When she was around three years old, she lived in an old farmhouse right outside of Buffalo, New York. Her toys were in the basement, and she would frequently have tea parties with her imaginary friend. One day, my grandmother was searching through her photo albums, looking at photos, and my mom pointed to the photo of a woman and said, that's the lady that has tea parties with me. This woman was my grandfather's mother who died of polio. Is that how you say it? Yeah. When he was, or yeah, when he was 11. So she couldn't possibly have known who this lady was or what she looked like. We started having more experiences when we lived in California. We were locked out of the house from a door we never locked and nobody being home. My mom's blow dryer has turned on by itself. Candles with flat bottoms have turned upside down. That's really weird. That's really weird. She didn't say that's really weird. I added that part. (laughs) In my parents' new home, there has been some frequent activity. You will hear footsteps upstairs when no one's there, and it sounds like someone is pacing. Sounds like your house. (laughs) (laughs) My clothing hamper has opened by itself. There are a lot of random happenings that make you scratch your head. For the most part, it seems that it is all harmless activity that I believe is connected to deceased family members. Hope you enjoyed. I don't have the sensitivity to ghosts that my mom does, but I've always felt connected to the paranormal. It's a creepy story. Thank you, Jen. Thank you, Jen. Thank you, Jen. Up next is Kayla reading Morgan. Morgan, who also wrote in through email. She is Canadian. She's Canadian. So, A- Hey. Hey. Do you know how long it's been? <laughs> okay. <coughs> Jesus. Sorry. Hi, I am Morgan. I have a lot of stories, so sorry if they get mashed up or aren't in chrono- chronological order. By the way, I am Canadian. 
I have been witnessing paranormal things from the ages of 11 to 13. I am 14. This is the first time I realized I can talk about things and that I'm not crazy. The first thing that happened yesterday ago, for me at least, I had a sleepover and stayed up really late. We went to bed. I fell asleep around 12 a.m. to 1 a.m. She couldn't sleep. She slept in the twin beds. It's right across from mine. Important for later. And then we got up around 9.30. She seemed very anxious. I was walking around her home, and she turned to me and said, Is your house haunted? I was very confused. I almost never told any one of the ghost stories because I always had thought I was insane. The only one I ever told anything... Anyone, the only one I ever told anything about is the hallway man, not the one in our basement or any other room. We were in the basement in the hallway. One is the only one she knew about. She continuously told me the entire story. She saw a blue and white figure standing over the bed, leaving an indent near my face. She heard a dog was whimpering and looked over at my fur baby and put a hand on her head to calm her down. She looked back and it was gone. After that, we stopped, and she said, her dad can't wait, so we sat down at, by a church, and I told her some more of my experiences. This is one of the many stories when I built up the courage to send others, and I will. Thanks, Morgan. Thanks, Morgan. Thanks, Morgan. All right. So, our next story comes from, I don't know his real name, but it's JJG1991 on Instagram. And he actually sent us stories about two places that we've visited, which is cool. So, his first story is, um, he said, So I wanted to share one of my many experiences on Tower Hill Road. That happened to my friend and me. Uh, We drove to the middle of the road, and there was an iron mailbox with spikes on the door. The driveway was blocked off by a chain. We fit my car under and drove down a narrow driveway. We came upon a house with no doors or windows, so the house was just hollow. It was completely dark. As soon as we stepped out of the car, we could both feel a dark energy staring at us. We both felt uncomfortable. My friend wanted to go in the house, and I was like, hell no. Agreed. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I convinced him not to go in, and we backed down the narrow driveway and left. The next day, we drove back, and the house was gone. Apparently, it was burned down a while back. Neither one of us could understand why we had seen the house the night before if it was burned down years before the night that we had found it. Creepy. Which is weird because I feel like not a whole lot happened when we were down there. No, we didn't didn't get much. much. And then his second story is from the Mercy Brown grave. Uh, He said, I went there when I was younger and we were there about 30 minutes to sunset. We entered the graveyard trying to find her grave. We found it just past the church next to a tree. I remember seeing her grave and feeling the temperature drop. When I approached her grave, I noticed the date of her death. I was born on the exact date that she died, 99 years later, which immediately gave me the chills. That's when I felt something was watching me. I looked up from her gravestone and noticed an apparition of a woman in a white dress, similar to a very old 1800s nightgown. She was near the tree next to her grave. It was just watching me while I was near her her gravestone. I was so freaked out by the experience we decided to leave since the graveyard was closing soon. I haven't been back to her grave since, but whenever I am in Exeter, Rhode Island, I always think about visiting again. Creepy. So thank you, JJG. Thank you. Thank you. I like that one because we've been there to both of those places. Mm -hmm. So I thought that those were really interesting. 
So can we talk about something else for one second? Sure. I um, hope the microphone just picked up whatever that was. What? As you were reading, something just growled in the hallway. What the hell? Like, like really loud. In like, the hallway of, like, ever. Me oh and Maggie God. just, like, stared at each other for, like, five minutes. Oh. I you, thought you guys were staring at each other making fun of me. No. Nope. Oh. All right. So I just want to tell you guys that I'm pretty sure I don't always feel stuff, but um, Katie's sister has been staying with us and she like hates our house <laughs> because so, I guess something is in here. Yeah, she said that too. she always sees shadows from the bedroom in the hallway in the living room. Um, she said yesterday that she heard the baby laughing, but the baby was dead asleep. She heard you laughing. When she, you were yeah, home. she heard me and you talking and laughing out here. Yeah, um, but we were Ubering. We were Ubering. Um, and it was like two hours before I even got home. She said she came out of the room and looked around and no one was here, which is really fucking weird because, like, why are you imitating us? Right. That's um, creepy to think about. Well, yeah, because, like, it's like, imitating people to make her comfortable enough to come out of the room. Right. Which is creepy That's and weird. weird. And, I like, don't I like don't always feel uncomfortable, but when I'm getting up for work, it's, you know, Almost the witching hour. Four. Yeah, like three. <laughs> so... Um, when I walk out of my room, I don't look at anything except in front of me. I thought I, like someone was watching me in here when I slept at your house last You Monday. say that, like, every week. Yeah, but... Um, so we probably should phage again. Yeah, we haven't done that in a while. Yeah. But sorry to, like... Oh, well, it's weird. Well, I mean, they get our stories, too. Okay, <laughs> so... Go ahead. So this one is from Matt. <clears throat> it says, hi there, love the podcast and so glad I found you guys. I'll just get right into it. My dad's house, which is in central El Paso, Texas, is about 110 years old at this point. I'm sure a number of people had lived, died, and left their energies in that house. One death I know of for sure was the last guy who lived there. He was obsessed with Star Trek and drank only Diet Pepsi. Unsurprisingly, his kidneys failed and he died in my dad's bedroom. That's creepy. <laughs> I think we have mainly benevolent spirits in this house, which I'm pretty sure that's like good, good ones. Blair, yeah, not, not harmful. Right. And uh, cabinets open, items move or are hidden, uh, dogs barking at nothing. But there's this one, th one thing that has made me wonder if maybe there is something... Not so nice in the house. I was sitting in bed a while back doing homework. I had my two dogs on the bed with me. To my right was my closet. To my left, a chest of drawers with a shelf bolted onto the top of it. I'll insert a, I'll insert a picture of a similar one, which they did. Uh, for seemingly no reason, my dogs started barking and asking to leave my room. Uh, but, of course, I don't get up to open my door for them quite yet. Suddenly, the shelf on top of the chest of drawers comes hurling down onto my bed and my legs. What the fuck? Mind you, there are copious amounts of books and knickknacks on it, which fell and crashed and slammed into my legs. I'm obviously freaked out, and my dad comes to help me get the shelf off and pick and pick it up. Here's the kicker. The screws that hold the shelf to the chest of drawers aren't ripped out like the shelf had just fallen. They are neatly unscrewed. Freaky, right? That's really fucking weird. Yeah, that's weird as fuck. 
anyway, that's the story. And then they said, here's a picture of the type of shelf and my dogs. <laughs> we'll put those on the Instagram because I, I told her I would. Thank you, Mac. Mac. That's mac and cheese, please. Just so we're all clear. Okay. Um, hold the phone for one second. Okay. So this one was sent to us from Roman's Holiday. So Roman's Holiday says, so this is kind of short because I never enter my old bedroom anymore. So around three to four years ago, I used to have a bedroom in the basement of my home. I don't really know the backstory of the home, but my mom told me that while it was being built, someone had died. While I slept... In my own room, I always had this dreaded feeling of being watched. This feeling always came from my closet, which was dirty and had two un untouched mine still in their boxes. Oh, um, untouched dolls, it meant to say. Sorry. Okay. Untouched dolls in their boxes. Sorry. Sorry. Um, my mom kept it in. The first instance I knew something was up with my room was when I went into my closet and one of the dolls was outside of its box. This was something that made me realize my hatred for dolls. Kayla loves dolls. I do not at all. Many times, items I left in the room would be removed or get lost. Another thing that I never really thought of until I realized what was actually happening was that the stairs down to the basement, the stairs always squeaked when you walked up or down them. One, you either stepped at the bottom or the step top would wait a second, <clears throat> and you could hear three steps squeak, but no one would come up or down. Fast forward like two years, and I get a cute puppy named Skylar. She was around two weeks, so this could be just a rowdy puppy barking. She had to be put into a cage for hours because of her eating junk off the floor. Many times she would bark and whine at my closet. After a while, she would go into the side of her cage, farthest from the closet, and that was when I knew that I would have to take her out or to put her in the cage or leave her in the room. Ever since all of this happened, I ditched my room and now sleep on the couch. So they also did a follow-up after yeah, this. Yeah, like a few days later. And, or a few days ago, rather. Um, I went down into the room because I had to get something, and I hit my shin on the corner of the bed right after I heard a laugh from the closet. So that is <laughs> terrifying as hell. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't go in there either. Nope, I would. I'd sleep on the couch, too. Yeah. So our next one comes from Draco, and he it's kind of a long one. He said, so I do have quite the story, actually one of many, but this is one that still affects me to this day. Prepare yourselves, grab a drink, maybe something strong. <laughs> well then. Uh, okay. I had an uncle who used to live in quite the haunted house. Wasn't just by spirits, however, it was by demons. That is a whole story on its own, but for now, years later. He moved out of that house, but sadly he didn't leave alone. Three of those said demons attached themselves to him. From what my father says, they were succubi, but I never was able to identify them myself. I digress. This same uncle grew mortally ill, and while I was away at college, he lived in my room. This went on for a couple of years until I came back. By this time, however, he was more in the hospital than home and would not come back. Luckily, before his passing, a priest was able to detach them from my uncle. Sadly, he didn't banish them like he should have, and my room became haunted as hell. After my uncle's passing, my room became very cold, the air heavy and thick. There was one night where I woke up in a cold sweat as if a weight was on my chest and in pitch darkness. Luckily, no sleep paralysis for me, as I was able to move freely after waking up to pure dread. 
Like a little pansy, though, I ran to my younger brother's room and told him what I just experienced. He, too, went in and felt the same thing as I did. Needless to say, I bunked in his room for the night. I struggled with these entities for four months before we had the ability to even do something about it, but not before getting photographic evidence of two of the demonic fuckers. I'll link a photo below. I'm not going to point anything out. I'll let you all see for yourselves. Both I and my brother tried to debunk anything we could think of in the photo, but we could not create any of it. This has been years ago, and the photos were for some school project. Anyway, between staging everything, doubling up with holy water, salt jars, and all major points of the room, many prayers, and even crosses on all the doors in the house, we finally got rid of the darkness from the house. Sadly, though, we suspect they attached themselves to my cousin, my late uncle's son. He walked into my room one day, and all of the electronics on that side of the room exploded. Scared the ever-living crap out of the both of us, and that ever-familiar heavy feeling loomed over us. Sadly, he never believed us. Neither did our grandmother, who also lived with us, and was much more affected by it emotionally than my brother and I ever were. She became downright mean at times. When my cousin left, so did the darkness, and my grandmother's personality returned to normal. It's been over seven years since this has happened, and I still, no matter where I go, purify the location and keep salt in the main corners of a building to form a barrier. I don't know. It may not do much, but at least it keeps my mind at ease after my experiences. There is a story that is basically the origin to this whole disaster, plus many other encounters unrelated to this saga, but for now I will let you go, for this is much too long. Stay spooky and stay safe, Draco. Thanks, Draco. I want to go to the house. Same. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Um, he did send us a picture. I will put it on the Instagram. He blocked out his grandmother's face. Um, there's like some weird. What the fuck? Oh, yeah. that's creepy. <clears throat> so I'll put that on the Instagram because it's pretty, pretty creepy. Um, so thank you for sharing. Thank you. Um, we have two more stories. Well, I have one more, and then Kayla's friend um, just last minute sent one in. And I share the one about my sister. Okay, so we have three more stories. Um, the first, oh, the next one comes from Random Girl 2010. Um, okay, so she sent two. Story number one is short and sweet. My step-grandparents were selling their farmhouse, which was down the hill from our house at the time. My stepdad and his siblings used to sleep in the upstairs room. He took me upstairs because I'd never seen that part of the house before. The house has been empty for some time now, so the AC hasn't been on in months. And with the upstairs rooms being completely sealed off from the rest of the house, it was definitely hot up there. Immediately, I felt a very unwelcoming presence and began to look over my shoulder periodically. My stepdad says that was a normal thing for being upstairs, like what the fuck. Then we go into what was my uncle's room, and in the dead center of that room, I felt a cold spot. Like I said, it was hot up there, and it was late July, early August, which is like summer part one for us in southern Indiana. Indiana. <laughs> Indiana. Indiana. Uh, years later, I found out that the back of the property has three unmarked graves dating back to the Civil War. Um, and her second story is, so this was about four years ago, and I will start with, I am the eldest of three daughters from a mildly religious home. My younger sister, Veronica, got really into the show Ghost Adventures at this time, and we were living in a hundred-year-old farmhouse. 
Veronica started having demonic-based nightmares accompanied by feeling like something was attacking her and sitting on her chest and feelings of being watched. Mind you, her room was literally on the other side of my bedroom door. My mom's solution for this was to stop her from watching ghost adventures. She continued to have these crazy dreams for a while. It honestly became normal. While all this was going down, the only weird thing happening in my room was my cloth-breaking dawn banner would start to fall from the ceiling or dance like a small breeze was coming from my window, which wasn't possible. My window was actually shattered, and the landlord's version of fixed was to screw a sheet of thick plastic into the window frame and caulk around it. I took it down per my mother's request and went on with life, not knowing I was feeding into whatever was living among us. Unlike the rest of my siblings, I listen to a shit ton of metal and prefer the creepier variety of anime. A few months go by and I get visited through a dream. In my dream, my family had just moved into an old house and I got upstairs all to myself. The upstairs was set up like an apartment, but the girls living there before me left a bunch of dirty dishes and a couple of bras. Random. (laughs) I began to clean when a black cat rubs against my legs. In real life, my family has a black cat, but in my dream, we did not. I remember thinking in my dream it was weird when I felt a very heavy presence. I turned to look behind me and there was a pair of witches, one fat and one skinny, sitting at a table in my room. The presence of the ladies made me almost instantly try to call out to Jesus as a good Christian girl would. But I couldn't get past G. After several failed attempts, I yelled for my mother, woke from my dream, and ran as fast as I could down the stairs. She said the energy in the house had grown dark, and even the shadow seemed wrong, so she woke my stepdad up as well. My family prayed over me that morning, and then our pastor and other church members came through and blessed the house, including the creepy attic. Definitely doesn't help that I always got in trouble for being too curious as I'm now 28 and looking into witchcraft. Oh, the irony. There's my creepy as fuck story. Sorry it's so long. P.S. Just remembered this. The day after my dream, I found my dream catcher on the floor behind my desk, and the tack was still in the wall. Creepy. Thank you, Random Girl 2010. Yes. Which is kind of weird, because my mom, when we lived on in the other apartment in Winthrop, before she where she is now, um, she had a dream. And in her dream, three witches visited her, and one of them um, gave her a pen. That was my grandmother's pen. So my grandmother was a nurse forever, and she had always had the pens that had the red, black, blue, and green, like ink. And my mother kept one for some reason, and it was, like, tucked away. And in her dream, one of the witches gave her the pen, And then she got up to go to the bathroom and she was holding the pen and something tapped her on the shoulder and, like, threw the pen. And when she woke up, the pen was out. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. So that was, it was really creepy. Wow. So that reminded me of that. But And our last and final story. No, there's two. Oh. Our second to last and final story comes from Casey. Oh, I didn't know I was on deck. Who is Kayla's friend. Yes. Hi, Casey. Hi, Casey. All right, ready? Say hi to Casey. Hello. Casey. Casey. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so it says, I grew up in a small town in Western Mass called Templeton. It's very woodsy, and my parents own Templeton is the rat from from Charlotte's Web. I've I've never seen that movie. What kind of fuck? Is that the one with the pig named Babe? No, that's Babe, you idiot. (laughs) Okay. 
Charlotte's web is about the there's spider. A pig. Yeah, there's a pig, but the spider saves the pig from being slaughtered. Anyway, and Templeton's the rat. Who's never seen Charlotte's Web, honestly? I know it was a pig. Okay. All right. But the best pig movie is Gordy. I've never seen that. Me either. That's some Vermont shit, isn't it? Uh, no. <laughs> Why is everything Vermont shit? <laughs> it's not a movie. It really happened. <laughs> no, Gordy is like a pig model and he talks. You know what the best pig movie is? Penelope. I've never seen it, though. Anyway. Penelope. What? I have a niece named Penelope. You've never seen it, really? so you wouldn't get it. Mm. No, her Penelope name's not she's Penelope anymore. It's Penelope. Penelope. Okay. <laughs> All right. Back to. Uh, All right. Sorry. Back, to, back to Casey's story. Sorry. Okay. Called Templeton. It's very woodsy, and my parents own three acres of land, and two of them just have trees. There are also a ton of animals. There have been many moose, meese, meese <laughs> in my yard. Deer horses um, that got loose from my neighbor's farm, a family of beer, beers, beers, bears, <laughs> foxes, and I would usually fall asleep to the sound of coyotes howling. Indiana. This is not Indiana. <laughs> I know. Um, when I was a kid, probably around 12, my dog got loose around 10 p.m. My dad had a big F-350 at the time with a strobe light, so he wanted to drive around looking for our dog. He drove while my sister and I sat in front of him. The road I lived on had no street lights, and everyone's driveways were so long that you couldn't see most of the houses. My mom liked to go for walks a lot, so when we were driving, I knew we were getting close to the start road that had no trespassing signs on it and the chain across it. It also, uh, I'm sorry, across it, so you could either, you couldn't enter. What? No, I was just looking at the commercial. There was cats. Oh, okay. My bad. Um, so you couldn't enter. Um, I always walked past it with my mom. I had always gone, gotten bad vibes from the place, and it's hard to explain. But as we approached that little side road, the headlights hit this figure that's walking down on the side of the road. Even with the light hitting it, you couldn't make out any of the details of what it was, just a black figure. But based on the trees around it, it was probably six feet tall or over. When the headlights hit it, it also stopped walking and crouched down a little bit, and then ran into the woods, right next to that creepy dirt road, my dad, to this day, was convinced that he saw Bigfoot because of how big it was, and it was all black. We kept driving around and driving past the road probably ten times, but couldn't find the thing. We even had the strobe light facing the woods to try to find it, but couldn't. Me and my dad and sister have always said we saw Bigfoot, but it makes me wonder if it was someone who had just committed a crime or something like that that lives in the area or at the end of the dirt road. P.S. When we got back, my dog was sitting on the front steps waiting for us when we got home. Um, also, at first we thought it was a bear standing up, but it was, um, it was walking too human-like for it to be that. Creepy. I believe in Bigfoot. Me and DJ are avid Bigfoot believers. I believe in Bigfoot. I believe in Bigfoot. We were I believe obs- in aliens, too. We were obsessed with, like, that show Finding Bigfoot, and, like, we are dead convinced that Bigfoot is real, and he thinks his dad's, well, his dad thinks that he saw Bigfoot once, too. So so we're taking a trip out to Templeton. Well, yeah, sure. But there's Bigfoot <laughs> up everywhere. True. <clears throat> and our last and final story comes from our number one listener, Sierra. Thank you, Sierra. <laughs> Maggie's sister. So um, this happened when she was five. Her uncle died when she was five. And she actually wrote in on this website 
and Jeff Belanger. I don't really know how to pronounce his name. He's like an author for paranormal stuff, and he's like a public speaker. Um, he's been on like a couple of shows. But he writes books, and in this book called Our Haunted Lives, True Ghost Stories, my little sister is actually like in this book. So I'm going to read from the book. Um, Sierra, oh, wait. Yeah, I read this. Yeah. Yes. Sierra Benson, Vermont, June 1999. So Sierra, now 11 years old, was only five when she lost her uncle. Uh, shortly after he died, Sierra and her father saw him. Um, who came for one last visit. So he was 28 years old and he committed suicide. Nobody, even to this day, is sure why. He didn't leave a note or anything. Um, he was into snowmobiling and was a semi-pro racer. He was into motorcycles. He was young and popular. He had a ton of friends. There were over 300 people at his funeral. Um, he had a lot going on for him, or so they thought. And on June 9th, of 1999 was when the, when he died. So <clears throat> he had come up that previous Memorial Day weekend. Um, her her Bampy lives up near her. He had come up for a visit to see him, and they had owned a camp. Um, they were all there, and her mom didn't make it to visit because she was really sick. So she thinks that he was coming to visit her. Um, but she wasn't home and Sierra was laying in bed. She was actually asleep with her dad and it was a normal night and she was woken up out of a dead sleep and she sat up and she saw her uncle sitting at the end of her bed and she said that she got really, really scared and went under the covers and woke up our father and he told her to go back to sleep and she said she couldn't. She was too scared because she saw her uncle sitting at the end of the bed who had just passed away. And I guess Jeff had asked her like what he looked like. And she said that he looked exactly like she had known him, but she didn't really get to see him that much. He was wearing a plaid shirt. Really all she saw was his top half. He looked bluish and silvery, which is it's really interesting. Um, I've never experienced anything like that. But she said that she was so scared and she just wanted to fall back asleep. Um, she didn't want to know what was going on. So she put her hands over her ears and closed her eyes real tight and tried to go to sleep. And she ended up falling asleep but had dreams about him. Like he was there with me as a ghost and everything and that scared me too. And when she woke up, she was shaky and... Um, I guess she had, like, talked to her dad about what had happened. Well, he's my dad, too, but anyway. Um, and she said that she's never experienced anything ghostly before that um, or after, but she was only 11 at the time. She's now 25. So, that was Sierra's story. That's kind of creepy. Not creepy, but, like, weird. Like, I mean, it's cool that... He was there, and she got to see him one last time, but the fact that she saw him like that. Right. Like, it's, it's kind of... Yeah. It's, yeah. Anyway. So that's it for this this episode. Um, if your story wasn't featured, we will feature it in the next one. Thank you, everyone, who wrote in and submitted your stories. Um, 
you can send them. Still send us your stories um, to the email, butitshaunted at gmail.com, or to our Instagram, at butitshaunted. Um, get your flashlight out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we will be making another listener's episode probably in a few weeks or so. A month, me. I don't know. We'll figure that out. Um, so thank you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for being cool. Share it with your friends. Share it with your neighbors. Share it with the monster who lives under your bed. I'm starving. All right. <laughs> so thank you. And come again. Bye. Bye. Bye.